and set them up like you have Andy because I have like the jealousy when I first saw it I was like that is the that is the goddamn most brilliant thing I've ever seen in my life can't take credit for the idea something that I found on I think Instagram somebody posted it um but yeah no it's a great way to display them keeps you know dust off them keeps them from right. falling things like that it's really nice I just don't like the I don't like the box setup you know, like image at his house has just boxes and boxes. I'm like, that's cool. Like, I get it, but you know, like well, for uh, me, there it's something you could take out of the box and like nobody would really know because they go. You don't have to destroy the box to get them out. You know, so like for me, it doesn't right. like lose value if they come out of the box. <coughs> you know, Funko in good condition and everything, which that right. case does. So. I, uh, the one thing I was telling Ashley about in your house, Andy, which, by the way, this is a fantastic way to kick off the spring 2022 season that, here on the A-Show on CKCC Radio. Funko Pops. <laughs> Andy and his wife, Carissa, have this thing in their living room where it's the United States map, and it's a picture that they've taken together in each state that they've been in together. Really? That's fascinating. And... I got home from watching the pay-per-view at Andy's house. I was like, Ashley, Andy and Chris have this really cool thing that I kind of want to do. And I told her about it. She's like, well, we're going to have, we don't have pictures in a lot of the states that we've been to, but <laughs> that gives us a reason to take more pictures. There you go. Oh, there you go. One thing that I have seen lately <laughs> involving a map is, uh, I, I, I was on something. I can't remember. And, um, it was like, oh, check this out. This is like a cool, uh, maybe groomsman gift or something like that. I was looking at, and it was a globe. But then you open up the globe, and it's like a bar set. Like it's got, like you open up the whole thing, and like there's your like scotch glasses and stuff like that. And you did your ice and all that. And then I was like, oh, that's cool as hell. And then I saw it, and it was uh, I saw that exact one on Inglorious Bastards like two days ago. And I was like, oh, look at that shit. I'm like, I want that. <laughs> So joining us here to kick off the spring 2022 season, internet superstar, Andy Pack. You Lord, know him Lord, from Reddit. <laughs> you know him from getting his picture taken with The Undertaker in an airport. Oh, internet man. <laughs> uh, he is the, he the king of uh, Luzerne County uh, uh, wiffle ball. <laughs> Some people will take offense to that, but I'll, I'll take that. <laughs> uh, uh, if, it's, if it's Brett, you could fuck off. I forget. I, I I have been fired from U.S. Foods for almost a year now, so I forget some people's last names. Brett. He likes Rooney. the Packers. What? Brett Rooney. 
Rooney. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. To clarify, we definitely don't mean Brett from We Need Wrestling. <laughs> or Brett Hart. <laughs> yes, if you are listening, Brett Hart, we don't mean you. Oh, man. Can you imagine having Brett on the show? I'll be like, oh, you can book WCW 1997. He'll be like, He'll be jumping so- to do that, I'm sure. He'll be like, sorry, sorry, I can't do that. Sorry. Oh, oh, we're doing the Canadian story. Sorry. Oh, man. So, Andy, take a moment to introduce yourself to our listening audience. All right. Yeah, so my name is Andy. Um, I've known these guys for, what's it, like six years now, probably, or more, maybe seven. Dude, don't, don't I don't know it's kind of throwing my timeline for a loop here. Um, what are we, 2014, maybe? Was that it? Was it 14 or 13? Might have been 13. Yeah, I don't remember. But, yeah, I started filming uh, GSW. And met you guys, and uh, yeah, we've been uh, you know in touch and, and friends ever since. So I actually met Andy in passing, if I'm remembering correctly, at an H2O show. That's right. Yes, we did in uh, was... Jersey City. Yes, <laughs> that was such a random show. It was like in like. I forgot about that, though. Yeah, it was in, like, this, like, almost like a ballroom, and there were these giant windows that, like, looked out to over, like, the the river or whatever. Like, I don't know. It was just a very weird setting for H2O. It wasn't like the that collect, like, the, the White Eagle or whatever it was, was it? No, no, this was on a college campus, and, yeah, it was in, like, yeah. a ballroom that overlooked the New York City skyline. Yeah. And Image just kept yelling Chris Christie is fat over and over and over and over and over again. It was hilarious. <laughs> I hope he does that in every concert that he goes to in New Jersey. Just like Chris Christie is fat. Like, what's that have to do with Judas Priest? <laughs> he hasn't been governor for ten years. Cut it out. <laughs> Cut it out. <laughs> On the way to that show, I'm remembering now. Um my friend and I, that we were walking there, and we didn't know exactly where we were going. I don't think either of us had the smartphone at the time, or there weren't maps on them or whatever, because this was a, a while back, I think. Um, but we saw a kid in a Madball hoodie, so we just followed him, because we assumed he had to know where he was going, and he was going to the show. So, <laughs> luckily, he did go to the show. <laughs> just the, funny, following a kid in a Madball hoodie. The other funny... <laughs> Wait, there's a show? Why didn't you tell me? Like, you're Why didn't you tell me there's a hardcore show going on? What the hell? <laughs> the other great image story from that night is we went and stopped at the ATM, and he looks at Ashley, and he goes, what's my pin? And Ashley goes, I don't know. It's your fucking debit card. <laughs> He's like, oh, right. <laughs> I've I've put in a debit card and been like, Oh, I put in the wrong pin. That's for the other card. I've definitely done that more than once. But you haven't asked, like, another person in your car yeah. what your pin number is. No, I, I, can't, I can't say I've ever uh, uh, asked for a hint from uh, another patron in my car about my own uh, bank <laughs> accounts. <laughs> so here to kick off the spring 2022 season. We have a what if episode. Oh, and, we need to do more of these, by the way, because because like it's got me salivating a little bit. And Andy has decided 
that we are going to do WCW 2001 if Eric Bischoff bought the company. So, the rules are as follows. Anyone who is a free agent on March 26, 2001 is eligible to be drafted as a member of this new WCW roster. The wild card in round seven will be anyone who was under WWF contract at that time. Okay. All right. As usual, you could draft tag teams, uh, trios, stables all together, but then you have to use them together. So if you pull an Adam Van and you draft all of Fortune, you then have to use all of Fortune together. There's a part of me that enjoys the fact that we're on season three now and the Adam Van storyline has come to an end. <laughs> Inside baseball, there was lots of different uh, separate uh, Skype calls being like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. <laughs> what are you talking about? That was a shoot, brother. That was a uh, shoot, brother. We decided before we recorded that all titles would be vacant. Yes. So titles can be drafted, but it counts as a draft pick. So you don't get to draft a wrestler that round because you drafted a title belt. I'm going to draft the uh, the WCW Western Heritage title. Remember we had uh, on shows we had the WCW Eastern States Heritage title? <laughs> you will draft until you feel you have enough people to run a card. We'll take a break. We'll put our cards together and come back and present. Andy, as the guest... You draft first. Decker will draft second because I qualified for the tournament last season, and Decker did not. And then I will be the third draft pick. Salt in the wound, continuing. So, if you are ready, Andy, who is your first-round draft pick? My first-round draft pick in March of 20... or 2001, I almost said 2021, in 2001 is going to be Sting. My first pick... For this what if episode, the first episode of season three is going to be Vampiro. I hate you. Ah, so so much. Let's fucking go. We're already starting off with a bang. Did you see my tweet? No, I did. I did. I did. It was a while ago. Yeah, (laughs) it was when you announced that uh, I was going to be on with you guys. Oh, I, I did, and my reading comprehension is so bad that I have no memory of what it actually said. It's, it's all just blurry blue text. I said that my main event was going to be Vampiro against Buff Bagwell. Oh, and you were going for it. Oh, I do it wasn't, that. Yes. It wasn't going to be my main event, but that was a match on my card, yes. Oh, man, that's fucking just amazing. So we made it a total of 90 seconds into the first episode of the season, and we already have a dispute. <laughs> <laughs> That's why this fucking <laughs> this show rules. I am drafting the world title with my first pick. Oh, there you go. Andy, back to you. All right. Um, well, since – oh, man, I don't know what I should do now. <laughs> um, draft buff. <laughs> Yeah, but I uh, see I had a whole plan like Vampira was going to take Judy Bagwell. She was going to join the Dark Carnival and then Buff was going to try to win her back. So it doesn't really work now. <laughs> but uh uh I'll go with uh Lance Storm. Nice. Uh my second pick's going to be Buff Bagwell. <laughs> you can't steal my 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 match idea though. I I am in no way drafting Judy Bagwell. By the way, rest in peace Judy Bagwell. 
I think she Which, died in the in the during the interim. She did. Um, yes. Yeah. By the way, I just gotta say this. Coming to do podcasts now is exactly like going to a wrestling show. Like like uh, going to work a wrestling show where you're like, oh, I'm gonna set everything up, and the second you're there, you're like, all right, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> With my second pick, I'm going to take Rob Van Dam. Oh, you're not uh, winning me over either. Zero uh, line. <laughs> RVD was on my card. Back to you, Andy. Oh, it's mine. I, I'm I'm gonna lose track here. Um, all right, I'll go with Jerry Lynn. Oh, hold on. Now, was Jerry Lynn already with WWF then? I didn't see him with him. Yeah, I know he was there by SummerSlam. Not now. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> I was gonna be like my biggest Louis D'Angelo, but I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> Uh, my next pick is going to be Steve Carino, though. Nice. My next pick is Keji Muto. Sorry, Ed. Um, I'm ranting about Noah I'm, the other day. It was ridiculous. Not Ed. No way. Uh, my go ahead, Ed. Is uh, going to be Ric Flair. Oh, good call. Good call. My next pick is Booker T. My next pick is AJ Styles. Oh, that's a good one. Damn. Wow, I would have never thought of that. You're killing me. <laughs> Nobody draft Loki. <laughs> he won't show up anyway. Wah, 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 wah. You draft him and you draft him to no show. <laughs> what a terrible spot on the card. <laughs> it's like not even a beat and switch. It's like we're booking Loki to be the show. Uh, but he's not going to be here. <clears throat> Back right. to Andy. My next pick is going to be Elix Skipper and Christopher Daniels as a tag team. Oh, nice. My next pick is Scott Steiner. Ah, damn it. You guys are killing me. <laughs> Didn't we tell you? We fucking told you, dude. He's, Andy was, like, writing down all these finishes and stuff, and I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> Could be throwing your hat in a minute. My next pick is Canyon. Oh, the uh, the MVP of the, uh, the invasion. Very cool. Well, Matt, you took two of the people that were supposed to be in my four-way dance. Thank you. <laughs> you always have a singles. We're, we're up to round six, which means one more than the wild card. Um, I'm going to take Sabu. Oh, that's a good one. I am going to take the tag team of uh, Easy Money and Julio De Niro. <laughs> I will take Masato Tanaka. Oh, nice. You take it to the wild card. Taking it to the wild card. Okay, so anybody under WWF roster at the time is eligible. Yes. Yes. All right, I'm going to go with The Rock. I'm going with The Undertaker. And I'm going with Triple H. Uh, arguably the, the the top three guys at the time, with exception of Steve Austin, of course. We go back to Andy. I'll go with Rey Mysterio. Ooh, that's actually interesting. Uh, my next pick was going to be uh, Conan. Watch he be like with AAA at that time, and somebody be like, you know, he wasn't really a free agent. Fuck you. I will take Chris Candido. I will go with Tajiri. Shit. Oh, that's a good one. All right, I'm gonna take this pick. Uh, I believe he had done a little bit of um, the, the like OVW a, l- a little bit at the time, uh, but he was not there at the time. I'm taking reckless youth. I need I need some youth. You need some reckless youth. I <clears> will take Sean O'Hare and Chuck Palumbo. What do you think was better, Sean O'Hare, Jindrak, or Sean O'Hare, Palumbo? Um, 
I forgot about Jindrax. I think that answers that question. Uh, well, there you go. What was he in? Uh, what was he in Lucha? He was uh, Marco Corleone or something. Yeah. Yeah. My next pick. I'm gonna go with. Oh wait. Wait. Hang on here. Let me see if he was where he was floating around at this time. Was Dustin Rhodes Goldust under WWF roster at this time? I don't think he was. No, listen, because he was with, he was doing like, um, uh, he was doing a, an angle with, uh, he was in, he was definitely in WCW. Like, I, I remember this. Like, a, a month before the last show, he was doing angles. That's where, like, he, didn't they paint the goat and some shit? <laughs> I don't remember. Sure. <laughs> I, yeah. You know what? If this laptop wasn't a piece of shit, I'd look it up right fucking now. <laughs> I'm looking. I don't see him on either of the rosters from the source that Matt told me to look at. So, all right. But since we're saying that he wasn't, um, I'm going to go with the tag team of Dustin Rhodes and Mikey Whipwreck. Dustin Rhodes and Mikey Whipwreck. That's a hell of a team. That's interesting. That was actually a guy that I was coming up on next. I was like, hmm. And I wanted him for a tag team, but I didn't have a, a good spot for him. Okay. He was with WWF for sure. Uh, frig. Okay. My next pick is going to be, um, oh, oh, ah, Shane Helms. That's a good pick. He was real over when he was Sugar Shane Helms. I will be taking Danny Doring and Roadkill. Ooh, I got to take some title belts. That's I'm going, that's where I'm going next. Yeah, because that's what you advertise is what you're doing next. <laughs> well, uh, what there, well, how many belts there could be? You know, it could be the United States Tag Team Titles. I'm going to go with uh, Jamie Noble. Oh, he's a young dragon then. I'm going to take the uh, WCW United States title. I am going to take... See, Andy got to Jerry, and that was the one last person I needed. But that's okay, because I have I'm a whole to... PWI 500 in front of me. There you go. From APW, John Cena, the prototype. <laughs> this is actually a bit more difficult than I thought. Elvis Wesley? No, I'm good on that. What about Supreme? <laughs> I'm even better on that. I'll take C.W. Anderson. There you go. I'm going to go with Super Crazy. That was the other guy that I couldn't think of. It was Tajiri Guido, and I'm like, who's the third in that deal? I'm taking the WCW Tag Team Titles. I'm taking the team of Joey Styles and Tony Schiavone. Oh, that was, that's a that's a dream. That's for commentary, of course. Yeah. So we need commentators. Yeah. Okay. You can. It's up to you. Yeah, you can do a house show too. And sorry, you picked who for the commentary? Joey Styles and and Tony Schiavone. I'm gonna do Mike Tenay and <laughs> Sinister Minister as my commentary. Oh team. man, that's good. Damn, that's fucking good. <laughs> I'm going to take my commentary team of Mark Madden and Joel Gertner. Oh, God. <laughs> Yuck. <laughs> Watchable Those... already. Mark Madden would be like, oh, we hit him with that phallic shape object, and Gertner would be like, it's a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Stevie Ray busy that day? Like, come on. <laughs> I know he's still on board. 
I should have done Joey Styles and Stevie Ray. That would have been fantastic. But instead, <laughs> I am done. You're done. Yeah. I think I need to go at least one more. I'm going to go with, oh, I'm torn here. If I want to do a serious match or just something really stupid. <laughs> hey, stupid is my gimmick. Don't be fucking frigid. Uh, I'm going to go with Disco Inferno. I'm going stupid. Uh, my next pick is Rick Steiner. And I I think I'll be good. I think I'm done. I don't think I'm done at all. <laughs> all right. Let me, uh, let me go through here. Uh, I'm going to take Tommy Dreamer, Sandman, New Jack. Oh, uh, shit. Andy. Fuck. You know uh, what? I, I am absolutely willing to gift you New Jack <laughs> for, for <laughs> something in the, uh, in the trade. <laughs> for those who don't know, New Jack is Andy's gimmick for years. <laughs> <laughs> there is a New Jack figure sitting in front of my computer right now, so. He was staring at you. <laughs> I know. I know. It's him and Orange Cassidy standing here, so. Oh, the match said I never wanted to wish I wish I could have seen. Uh all right. <laughs> and then I accidentally typed one eight seven. Alright, I'm gonna get uh one more person or two more people here. I'm gonna go with uh the tag team of uh Misfits in Action. Uh which ones? You'll have to wait and see. <laughs> because you don't remember who was in the stable. Oh no, I remember who was in the stable. You know, Lieutenant Loco, Major Stash. Uh I just don't know if I want those guys to be the men, the men, uh, missing in action guys. Or the men, the misfits in action guys. <laughs> Maybe I want it to be Jerry only. And, uh, an image. <laughs> Alright, and then for my last pick, I am gonna take this fine gentleman of, um, WCW prowess. Uh, I'm gonna take Reno. Okay. Uh, and I'm, I'm done. <laughs> Are you sure? No. <laughs> I'm sure about anything. He's doing that, uh, what was it? The, where they had the three rings and, uh, 60 guys in it. Oh, oh, no. Oh, man. We've had, we've had guests on that have had World War Three rings. Oh, man. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's, uh, that's my, uh, those are my guys. For obvious reasons, we are not doing, you are not getting booked. <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. That would be 30 names. <laughs> when I realized that I couldn't exaggerate over 30, I was like, oh, well, I don't even worry about it. However, we'll open it up for trades. As a reminder, I have the world title, I have RVD, I have Kejimudo, I have AJ Styles, Canyon, Masato Tanaka, Triple H, Chris Candido, O'Hare and Palumbo, Doring and Roadkill, C.W. Anderson, and commentary of Joey Styles and Tony Schiavone. Yeah, there was no reason for you to pick any more. <laughs> you were done. <laughs> You're interested in a little misfits in action for Roadkill and Danny Tory? I'm going to pass on that. Damn. There was enough of a pause where I was like, oh, he's thinking about it. <laughs> I uh, did and, for a second. Andy, like I said, New Jack is totally up. Uh, who would be somebody that you'd be willing to trade for New Jack? You know, I'm, I might actually pass on him. I don't know that he fits in my card. Oh no! I think I'm gonna pass on him. All right. Well, I'm actually. No. Do, you, do you wanna? <laughs> God. Wait. I don't know. I'm I'm trying to think of what I want to do here. I think there's only one dude that you drafted that I would be like, no way. This go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, you could keep him. Go ahead. 
I was say I can give you Sandman if you give me Disco. Uh, I'm good. I'll stick with Disco. <laughs> I realized like, oh, New Jack versus Disco would be fucking the best opener ever. <laughs> well, better than New Jack stabbing Sid in the middle of Fernwood. That was a that was that was a main event, Matt. <laughs> and so now we will uh, take a break. We'll build our cards, and we'll be right back here on the A Show on CKCC Radio. If you're looking for a podcasting channel with lots of shows in one spot, look no further than CKCC Radio. I'm Chris O'Mealy, the commissioner of CKCC Radio, and I'd like to tell you about some of the great shows you can listen to when you subscribe to our channel. You can check out The Nerd Table with myself and my co-hosts Eric and Dan as we review all kinds of nerdy topics on a weekly basis. You can also check out two shows by Jeff Trelowitz, The Ranking Tracks Podcast and The Real Paranormal Talk Podcast, where Jeff ranks songs on the album that he reviews and also talks about his real-life paranormal investigations while talking about famous stories as well. You can check out The Race Nerd Podcast with Matt Hardman as he reviews all of the racing events of the past week. Check out Jay Bunny's Music Hub, where Jason Chin interviews various artists throughout the music industry and plays samples of their songs with their permission. Check out The A-Show and By The Numbers. Matt Derline, professional wrestling referee, hosts By The Numbers as he interviews wrestlers in matches that he himself has personally been the referee for. And on The A-Show, him and Chris Decker team up to draft rosters with special guests from various years in wrestling promotions. There's also the Board to Death binge cast where the Board to Death clan reviews easy-to-digestible chunks of television shows and movies for your enjoyment. There's also tons of other great shows, but there's too many to talk about here. So you'll just have to check out CKCC Radio at ckccradio.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Greetings, wrestling fans. My name is Peter DeLong. And if you're looking for quick, easily digestible nuggets of pro wrestling goodness in an episodic format, Look no further than Wrestling Shorts with Peter DeLong on YouTube. Join me as I highlight different wrestlers or promotions worthy of your attention. Each episode features wrestlers, teams, and stables that deserve the spotlight, upcoming events in your local independent wrestling scene, or anything else interesting in the world of independent wrestling. Listen in as I run down the must-know info to get you familiar with our subject du jour. And then sit back and enjoy a related match featuring delectable custom commentary by yours truly, including some exclusive footage you won't be able to find anywhere else. Get your wrestling fix in bite-sized episodes with Wrestling Shorts with Peter DeLong. If you have personal footage, an upcoming event, or a product in general that could benefit from being featured on Wrestling Shorts with Peter DeLong, feel free to shoot me a message at PeterDeLongTalks at gmail.com, Peter DeLong on Facebook, or Twitter at DE underscore Talks. All right, all right, Chris. I hit record. Relax. <laughs> <laughs> that was I was so calm. I was like, we should begin to record. <laughs> That's what, what, you sound like AJ doing an impression of you. Uh it's because I have a um, I have like um, uh, what the hell is it? The post nasal drip right now. <laughs> so AJ has permanent post nasal drip. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> maybe. This is the A Show on CKCC Radio. Woo! What's up, everybody? We have Andy Peck joining us. Uh, Feet First Productions, which I'm sure he will plug in the plugs. What's the origin of that name, by the way? So, it's actually from a 
both Wu-Tang Clan song and a Cold World song. So uh, when we were coming up with names, um, the person that I do feed first with, Jeff Davis, um, he's a huge Wu-Tang fan. We both I, – I like Wu-Tang too, but it was like a, a deep cut track. Uh, so he pulled it from there and obviously Cold World references it. So, you know, we're both Cold World fans. So, yeah, you know. In hindsight, if you though, go on, we probably should have won with, yeah. it, should have won with a different name because we have gotten people messaging us about feet pictures. Oh uh, God! And, and stuff like that. So yeah. <laughs> feet first. Thankfully, it's kind of yeah. Thankfully, it's kind of uh, stopped a little bit, but we have gotten those messages in the past. Uh, if you check out your photos. There, there are some photos you've taken of some really, really well-known bands. What would, what would you say would be the uh, the most critically acclaimed or the the, the biggest name band you've ever uh, shot for, or or person you ever shot for? Oh, uh, biggest band I ever filmed, and I wish I got more of them because I will, I'll probably never get the opportunity again. Was uh, Coheed and Cambria? Um, oh wow! I was filming a, a music festival down in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, it was called Wrecking Ball Fest, and it's an all-day festival that was two days long. And the second day, I believe, they were headlining, and my batteries just did not make it all day. Um, the second day was longer than the first, um, so I was literally, like, charging batteries in between sets and stuff, and my batteries just didn't make it. So, unfortunately, I, I only have, like, one or two songs from them, um, but the, I – I think they're probably the biggest band I ever filmed. The biggest show was the Have Heart reunion in uh, Boston, Massachusetts, with over 10,000 people there. It was pretty crazy uh, to be filming on stage in front of that many people. Like, I don't think I'll ever be – not that, you know, I was the person performing or anything, but I was on stage in front of 10,000 people, and that won't happen ever again probably. So yeah. that was cool. That absolutely killed my guess, which I thought was going to be like brand new. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> that I've never done cool brand new. I could have sworn I've seen it on your on your Facebook or Instagram. I've, I've <laughs> I have not filmed them though. Oh, oh boy! All right, let's uh, so, let's start start her up. Yep, Andy, you present first because you drafted first. Sure. Okay. So. The concept of my show is it's just going to be the first Monday Nitro after Eric Bischoff takes over. Um, so he has a fresh roster. Um, the past is, you know, the past, whatever. Um, there's currently no titles. Uh, he'll be reviewing that and seeing what he wants to do moving forward. Um, but the first match, uh, oh, and Mike Tanay and Sinister Minister are my commentary team. Um <laughs> The first match on this show is going to be a triple threat match with Super Crazy, Rey Mysterio, and Tajiri. Wow. Um, it goes about 12 minutes. It is a fast play, fast paced, high flying match. Um, the end comes with Tajiri missing Super Crazy only to turn around into a springboard, springboard Hurricane Rana from Rey Mysterio and Rey picks up the win. I am sad uh, that that never actually happened <laughs> now. <laughs> uh, hold on. I mean, it can still happen. All the guys are, uh, it, yeah. I mean, I mean, that could easily be like a WrestleCon show or a match. Like if if Ray were at his contract, like that'd be real tight. Would it be as good as it could be in 
2001. No. Outside of, <laughs> I mean, Rey Mysterio can still go. Uh, Tajiri could probably still go a little super crazy. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I, I think that that would be a, a sweet match. The second match on my card <laughs> is Sabu against Disco Inferno. Yes. And this, <laughs> this is a about seven minute car crash with Sabu going over Disco Inferno with an Arabian face buster through the table. Um, after the match, Eric Bischoff comes out and promptly fires Disco Inferno for real. And that is the last we see of Disco Inferno and WCW. Oh, man. I was convinced that you were going to have him fire Sabu. <laughs> uh, I mean, it could go either way, but I think Disco's better. Bischoff fires both. Or he fires Disco and Sabu quits. <laughs> Um, my third match is a tag team match. We have Elix Skipper and Christopher Daniels against the team of Dustin Rhodes and Mikey Whipwreck. Uh, this one goes about 13 minutes with Daniels turning on Elix Skipper at the end of the match. He hits an angel's wings on him and allows uh, Mikey to get the pin there. After the match, Sinister Minister leaves commentary and goes down and joins in a post-match beatdown. Um of Elix Skipper with Dustin, uh, Christopher Daniels, and Mikey Whipwreck, and they form a new stable of sorts. That's kind of like a dark uh, faction. What was uh, what was Daniels? What was the prophecy? Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm like I knew he had one of those. He had a he had an evil faction at some point. I couldn't remember what the name was. That was the only name that was coming to me. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, Daniels, Dustin, and Mikey with Sinister Minister there, I feel like they all kind of mesh well. Maybe Dustin can sport the seven gear. (laughs) (laughs) Matt, did you send me the seven trading card? I did. (laughs) And you bought it, right? I did did buy it, yeah. (laughs) Matt, I hope you didn't charge him more than, like, 75 cents. No, he found an eBay listing and was just like, Oh. Send it to me, kind of as like a joke, and I was like, "Oh, I want that," so I bought it. It was like, I don't know, like two dollars shipped. Nice, totally worth it. My next match is Ric Flair against Jamie Noble. Now Whoa. this is a yeah, <laughs> this is a about a twelve minute match, um, a little slower, methodical match. Um, it starts off really good with Jamie Noble immediately putting Ric Flair in a Boston Crab as the very first move of the match. <laughs> yes! Jamie Noble. Hold on. Hold on. What, what, what is this inside joke that I don't get? <laughs> I don't remember. Does he sell the... Oh, De- oh, oh. Decker, I, I will fill you in later. <laughs> oh, so this has nothing to do with Ric Flair being like a plain, plain crab. No. Okay. No, no, no. But yeah, so so Jamie Noble gives Ric Flair Boston Crab as the very first move of the match. He proceeds to have the upper hand for most of the match, working over Flair's knee. Uh, the end comes with Jamie Noble going for a figure four. Instead, Ric Flair kind of rolls him up into a little bit of a schoolboy, and the match ends with Ric Flair getting the pin. My fifth match is Lance Storm against Jerry Lynn. This one goes about 15 minutes Jerry Lynn wins with the cradle pile driver after a 
really crazy technical wrestling match. Uh, Dave Meltzer actually breaks his match rating scale with this for the very first time, giving it six stars. Yeah. Fuck yeah it wasn't yeah, even in the Tokyo Dome. No. No, hey, he's no. got a lot of six star matches that were in the Tokyo Dome. As 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 a Dave Zelly here, I can assure you. And my main event for this evening is Sting versus The Rock. Oh, it goes wow. twenty five minutes. Nice. <laughs> twenty five minutes with Sting over The Rock. Uh, the final minutes, uh, The Rock hit a rock bottom. And he goes for the people's elbow. In the process of giving the people's elbow, Sting grabs his ankle, locks in the scorpion death lock, and makes the rock tap. Sting and Rock then uh, shake hands at the end of the show. Rock pulls him in, hits a rock bottom, and the show fades to black. I feel that's exactly how it would go down. Like, Rock would absolutely do the job for Sting. Sting would, would go in for the handshake. They'd do that, and then he'd get his teeth back a little bit because he's the Rock. Right. You set up a pay-per-view match, too, you know? There you go. All right. That was a good first, card. That was the first Nitro. You said it was the first Nitro after? Yeah, after uh, the purchase of WCW by Eric Bischoff. All right. So um, my uh, my card here is after Eric has uh, purchased WCW. I believe he wanted a little bit of a, a – do a little bit of a time jump. So – uh, my first show back, uh, is the WCW intellectual property. Uh, it is Halloween Havoc 2001. We open up the show like, like an old ECW show with Mark Madden and Joel Gertner in the ring. Ugh. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, uh, both of them just got already. <laughs> both of them just kind of look at each other like they don't know what they're doing. And Mark Madden is trying to be a professional here and, um, and every time that, uh, Mark Madden says something, he leaves himself open for, uh, a, uh, dirty joke and Gertner, uh, very much, uh, takes that joke and, uh, Mark Madden will jump around and he'll be all upset and everything like that. And, and the people love, love themselves some Gertner. Um, something about Pittsburgh and, and coleslaw and, you know, anal sex. It was just very, 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 very gross. So anyway, this leads to the first match. First match, Halloween Havoc, is Reckless Youth versus Tommy Dreamer. So, you know, everybody's uh, super happy. Uh, they're in an undisclosed location here, uh, but some think they're in Baltimore. This is a, a nice quick opener. Uh, the two uh, have a lot, of, a lot of mutual respect for each other. Uh, and this actually ends pretty quickly. It goes about five minutes, and Reckless uh, rolls them up with a small package and gets Dreamer uh, with the three after that. And... Uh, and Dreamer's like a little taken back, and he's like, "Oh, that that sucks." He's but he, uh, but Reckless offers a handshake to Dreamer, and Dreamer absolutely, you know, puts him over and stuff like that until Dreamer jumps by Julio De Niro and Easy Money, and what do they have on them? They have the WCW Tag Team Titles that they own because you know, money. <laughs> like they got a lot of money. <laughs> you know, money. <laughs> so they they own it. And they they beat down Dreamer, and Dreamer's already. Busted open and he's like, oh shit. But Reckless comes back with a chair and he runs him off and they, uh, they do themselves, uh, get them set up for an impromptu tag for the, the tag straps here. So match number two, uh, Easy Money and Julio De Niro take on Tommy Dreamer and Reckless Youth for the WCW tag team titles. They go about 15 minutes, uh, and, uh, and Easy and Julio have, uh, the upper hand for about two thirds of it because Tommy and Reckless just had a match prior. Uh, um, but, uh, Reckless Tommy over, over, overcome. 
Tommy grabs uh, Julio De Niro, sets him up for the uh, Tommy Hawk. And um, as soon as he hits him with the cutter, Reckless comes off uh, the top of the splash, uh, wraps up Julio as Tommy kicks easy money off the uh, the apron. And uh, your first tag team champions of uh, the new uh, the new brand here, the new uh, redone brand is Tommy Dreamer and Reckless Youth. And the crowd is uh, happy, you know, baby faces. Yeah, yeah. Match number three goes 11 minutes. Buff Bagwell taking on Reno. Ugh. About seven minutes of a pose down going on right here because it's still WCW. <laughs> and uh, Buff's talking about being stuffed. And Reno's like, well, I got muscles too, fucker. And uh, so they do a lot of posing. Do a lot of stalling. They go 11 minutes and get a double count out. (laughs) (laughs) That's very WCW. Exactly. Uh, So it leads to our fourth match, and it's uh, Battle of the Steiners. Scott Steiner versus Rick Steiner. Before the match, Joel Gertner's in the back, and he's talking to Rick Steiner, and he's like, He's like, you know, we, we, we've been up and down these trails, me and my brother and I, but, you know, it's a little different today. I, I brought my son with me, my son, Bron, and, um, you know, he's going to be sitting right next to me while I uh, show him, you know, that uh, his dad is the is the real deal when it comes to being a Steiner, you know, and uh, and uh, so Rick Steiner comes out and he, you know, he's barking and doing all that shit and sees his, uh, he sees his little son, Bronny, and uh, they both woof. You know, like like Rick does. Uh, Scott comes out. No Medasia, sadly. Uh, she uh, they, they didn't pick her contract up. Um, but he still comes out, and the police sirens, and he's more jacked up and beefed up than ever. And um, they go about nine minutes. And um, uh, sadly, Rick takes the L as uh, Scott Steiner hits. Uh, uh, you know, Josh Richards' favorite move, the Steiner recliner, and um, that was the Bob Matt. And uh, he just he, he pulls in the Steiner recliner, and young Braun is just on the outside. And he looks so ashamed of his uncle for being such a asshole. And uh, you know, and then, and then Scott comes by and pie faces uh, young Braun Braun Steiner. And uh, you know, uh, he's got a look on his face like one day, fucker, you're going down. And uh, fades to black. Then we get ourselves a, a two minute video package about the next match. For the vacant WCW U.S. title, this match can be known as the American Epic. It is the king of old school, Steve Carino, taking on the American badass, The Undertaker. Oh, wow. Yeah. So needless to say, there's a lot of pomp and circumstance of this, you know. And, um, you know, they, 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 they do a, a good long match. They go about 23 minutes, you know, do do a little double juice action here. Like they're both prone to do. Uh, Steve Carino, you know, though, he's just uh, the Undertaker is uh, is not as good when he's not a zombie. Steve Carino is uh, the fucking man. And uh, after 23 minutes, Steve Carino makes the Undertaker tap out to a spinning toe hold. You know, the same the same way uh, <laughs> same way Dory Funk won the uh, NWA World Title in the 70s. And Taker immediately quits and goes back to WWE. <laughs> Oh man, I love Vince for this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he stands up. He's like, "What?" 
Um, <laughs> in the back of here, Steve Kreider's just like, fuck you, Mark. Call him Mark and Mark. So our semi-main event is a um, is a little bit of a, a crazy a crazy trios match with uh, Booker T joining his former member is stable members in the MIA. Uh, now, no Booker T is not being GI bro, but he he understands it. So uh, from the MIA, we get Major Stash, good old Van Hammer. But there's there's a new member of the MIA. They call him Sergeant Slime. And he's like, who's this guy? He's like, oh, he's, he's a member of the Misfits in action. Like, that's weird. So then they take on the trio of Shane Helms, Sandman, and my boy New Jack. And when you know it, New Jack's like, that's not Sergeant Slime. That's Vic Grimes. And, man, <laughs> they, they, they go, and he brings them out to the Halloween Havoc uh, stage, and he, he throws them in an open grave and buries them. <laughs> And walks to the back. Holy shit! Yeah, yeah. The, the and, uh, Sergeant Slimes is never seen again. New Jack, I think, has officially voided his contract for trying to kill a man. So, I'm like, uh, that, but well, I, I figured he'd have much better luck if he buried him alive. So, uh, so then we got uh, Booker T and Van Hammer taking on Shane Helms and the Sandman. You know, like every great. Tag team match. <laughs> Go about uh, 15 minutes and uh, Shane Helm hits the vertebraker on Booker T for the win. Uh, you know, trying to make new stars. <laughs> and Booker T immediately stands up and goes, I didn't sign with Vince for this. <laughs> hey! <laughs> I mean, Shane Helm's pretty over. You had the sugar baby. And Sandman's just like, oh, I'm just happy to be booked. <laughs> And Van Hammer's like, hey, I got this major stash of weed. And Sandman's like, I don't fuck around with that shit. Just give me beer. All right. Our main event. Uh, there's an old, uh, old rivalry taken back and Eric Bischoff knew it. And, uh, Mark Madden and Joel Gertner are, uh, frothing at the mouth of this. We're going to have ourselves a little bit of a Mexican death match, but I did definitely write Mexican death match because I'm don't double check my spell. A Mexican death match between Conan and Vampiro. And this is 20 minutes of absolute carnage. Everything that you would think. Vampiro's trying to light Conan on fire. You know, you get broken tequila bottles, you know, over Vampiro. All that kind of stuff, you know. And this uh, is a Mexican death match, a text death match. So it's, you know, last man standing rule. So, you know, the pin. And then they got to, uh, they can't get up to the, the count of 10. So, um, you know, they're absolutely just decimating each other until finally uh, Conan sets up a table on the, uh, on the ramp, I forgot, I forgot, forgot to mention, sadly enough, uh, they're doing the old WCW ramp dealy, you know, uh, you know, the elevated ramp. I wish I, there was a good name for that, by the way. Um, yeah, it's called a ramp. Was it? Well, there's other ramps. <laughs> anyway, so, um, Conan sets up a table up on the ramp and, uh, grabs, uh, grabs Vampiro and he's gonna set up an avalanche splash mountain through the table. And um, he goes and he does it, and Vampiro crashes through the table. Then he also crashes through the ramp, and uh, which is why I wish I would have established the ramp a lot earlier. <laughs> they set up the ramp for just this match, and uh, you know Conan goes over, and uh, you know he puts uh, he puts one hand on uh, on Vampiro, who's kind of just like stuck in this hole, 
and uh, counts to three, and then uh, Vampiro does not get up to the ten, and uh, Conan goes up, uh, and that is the end of uh, Halloween Havoc 2001. Wow. <laughs> Coming back strong, baby. That was a roller coaster. <laughs> I mean, when you get 11 minutes of buff in Reno, I mean, that's definitely you taking the, the roller coaster up. <laughs> So, no pops for the for the Braun Breaker uh, thing. <laughs> it said Braun a million times and nobody cracked. Damn. True story. I told the Senator Recliner Josh Richards story during break. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> I can't believe you told that story right there. And I had my headphones off and everything. So. I, I, my idea was uh, Sabu against Scott Steiner over the rights to use the camel clutch. Oh. And that's how there you go. I hope I was. A, I hope I use Buff and Vampiro. And also, a flyer in. leaked on the internet. Wait, what? For my show, we all saw the flyer leaked on the internet a million years ago. Oh, okay. It's WCW Big Bang. Big Bang. Yeah, the show begins with Eric Bischoff in the ring, holding the WCW World Heavyweight Title. And he is going to introduce the eight men who are going to be in the tournament to crown a new oh, World shit. Champion. So he brings out Chris Canyon, Keji Mudo, Chris Candido, C.W. Anderson, A.J. Styles, Rob Van Dam, Masato Tanaka, and before he can introduce the eighth name, I don't have the music queued up, Not- but Motorhead hits. Oh, God. <laughs> and here comes Triple H. Is he all he talk- queued up? He talks about how in the World Wrestling Federation he buried this company once. <laughs> and tonight he's going to win the World Heavyweight title and bury the company again. He's going to kill the town. Oh, my God. Joey Styles, Tony Schiavone on commentary, losing their minds, very unhappy that Triple H is there for a number of reasons. So they do the the tournament picture, Bischoff's holding the belt, the end of them stand in a line next to him. We do the uh, ceremonial picture, and we kick off the tournament with singles action, of course. Was C.W. Anderson wearing a red shirt, by the way? He is now. (laughs) So... Triple H demands to go first because he wants the longest break before the next round. Oh, what a scoundrel. And he takes on a young upstart named AJ Styles. So keep in mind, this is not 2010s, 2020s AJ Styles. This is 2001 AJ Styles. Yeah, this so is Triple Air, H. Air Paris AJ Styles. So Triple H wins this in six minutes with a pedigree. (laughs) Easy night for Triple H. Doesn't even break a sweat. Heads to the back. Match number two. Chris Canyon takes on C.W. Anderson. Oh, I bet that was a pretty good match. And it was. Uh, Canyon uh, playing slight babyface here. Uh, not total babyface, because he is still, like, everyone still remembers the uh, Positively Canyon thing. The greatest gimmick in the history of WCW. 
Yes, other than the York Foundation. And uh, hey, that gimmick was so good that I named a GeoCities website after it. <laughs> it was geocities.com backslash canyon cutter. And, and it hosted my eFed. The WCW crowd does not appreciate fake Andersons like C.W. Anderson. So he's obviously the heel here. But that's okay, because Canyon hits the Canyon Cutter in 10 minutes for the win. The third quarterfinal match has Chris Candido against Keji Mudo. Holy fuck. And this is a really good back-and-forth match. This one and the next one are both very even, like, 50-50. And um, Candido, no gimmicks needed. By the way, that was his gimmick. <laughs> um, <laughs> goes for the power bomb off the top rope. Takes a backdrop off the top. As he staggers to one knee, Mudo hits the Shining Wizard. Ten minutes, one, two, three. Mudo moves on to the semis. Now I'm trying to think of the brackets. He will face the winner of our last quarterfinal, mm. Rob Van Dam and Masato Tanaka. Oh, both those matches would be fantastic. Yeah. So Van Dam, uh, there's a definite contrast in styles here because Masato Tanaka is very intense and Rob Van Dam is very high. <laughs> and um, RVD just won't get going. And they're both faces, but Tanaka's getting kind of pissed because he just wants to wrestle and get hit with a chair. That's all Masato Tanaka really wants out of life is to wrestle his match and get hit with a chair. Was, RVD was doesn't it? even hit him with a chair. Wasn't RVD hitting a, Masato Tanaka with a chair the cover of uh, the, 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 first, uh, the first DCW game, Hardcore Revolution? It may have been. Yeah. He was definitely hitting somebody. I, I, for some reason, I thought it was Kid Cash. But it may have been Masato Tanaka. But I can't hear what you said. There is no the name of the move just escaped me. Van Terminator in this. There's no chair. Uh, RVD does get the win in ten minutes with a five star frog splash. Can I very quickly um, sidebar about the Van Terminator? Yes. I feel like as soon as the Van Terminator was made, like nobody gave a shit about the Van Daminator, and that move was like fucking over as hell, you know? It was always just, throw a pillow at your friend. Oh, I'm going to kick you now. Van, Ter Van Terminator, woo! And then, like, he just did the Van Terminator, and it was like, oh, he can jump across the ring. That's that's definitely cooler than throwing something at your friend. We move on to the semifinals. Semifinal number one is Triple H and Canyon going one-on-one. -on -one. Triple H is pretty rested. Canyon's a little bit less rested. His match was a little bit longer because his his opponent wasn't a rookie. He um, took a lot more punishment. Triple H takes advantage of this. And again, with the pedigree, 10 minutes, one, two, three, Triple H moves on to the finals. Oh, man, that sucks. And he will take on the winner of Rob Van Dam and Keji Mudo, which 2001... That's a pretty good match. That's prime RVD right there. And again, very even back and forth. Uh, with, at the 12 minute mark, Mudo goes to hit the Shining Wizard. RVD ducks and rolls Mudo up one, two, three. For oh, the win. I was positive that Rob Van Dam was going to take the L. So <laughs> the finals will be Triple H and Rob Van Dam. But first, we have a tag match to, to, uh, give the guys a little bit of a break. 
Buffer, Sean O'Hare, and Chuck Palumbo taking on the team of Danny Doring and Roadkill. Oh, man. In their primes. This this, this would have been a main event in any arena. National Board Thrillers yell a lot. Roadkill says chickens a whole bunch. <laughs> Danny Doring jumps from the bottom rope a lot. <laughs> I'm clearly stalling for time because I really don't remember much of what any of these four wrestlers do. But 12 minutes in, Sean Tonbaum on Danny Doring. One, two, three. O'Hare and Palumbo up. Palumbo used to do... I think he called it the jungle kick, and it was just a super kick, but it looked really good. And then I think remember remember when Chuck Palumbo was like, "I'm a biker that maybe abuses yeah. my girlfriend." Uh, <laughs> I think I think he used the the torture rack. Oh, did he? I think there's a possibility. And then uh, Danny Doring and Roadkill. All I know is that Roadkill is the, 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 like a Vader bomb. Danny Doring's finish was the wham bam. Thank you, ma'am. Oh, that's right. But I don't remember what the move was. We could text image right now. I know he would respond in like 45 seconds. <laughs> While you're doing that, we move on to our main event for the WCW world title, Triple H and Rob Van Dam. And Van Dam has wrestled Masato Tanaka and Keji Muto tonight, so he is beat. Well, Triple H just had a much easier path against um, Air Paris, AJ Styles, and slightly less rested and beat up by C.W. Anderson, Chris Canyon. This match goes 15 minutes. Wow. Towards the, towards the end, there is a ref bump. Triple H goes under the ring. Even if he hasn't done this yet in 2001, I'm saying he does now. He pulls out the sledgehammer. The birth of Sledgy. <laughs> he definitely did by that time, I, I would think. He uh, goes hit uh, Rob Van Dam with the sledgehammer. In a way that no one would ever actually try to hit someone with a sledgehammer. <laughs> RVD ducks, uh, does the spinning kick to bump Triple H down to get hit with the five-star frog splash. One, two, three. Your new WCW World Heavyweight Champion is Rob Van Dam. Yeah, Triple buddy. H tried to kill the town and could not do it. Uh, show face to black with Van Dam doing the RVD point. Good card. Good card. Good tournament. I for sure thought you were going to have Triple H win and throw the title down or something. Oh, <laughs> man. I thought it was just going to be Triple H and Cage Mudo and Triple H was going to bury him. <laughs> um, so I worried a bit about putting together a Triple H Kenji Mudo match. I didn't think it would flow very well or be very good. Uh, yeah, I think, I think you're, that, that was a good call. <laughs> where I knew that um, Mudo and RVD would be good. I almost uh, did some flipping around and had Candido and Anderson in the first round and Canyon and Tanaka, which would have had RVD and Mudo in the first round, but I didn't want them. I didn't want one of them to go out in the first round. I wanted them both to advance. I would have liked to see in the finals uh, Candido and uh, Triple H. Like, that even though they probably – yeah, but they probably did that match in like 1996, and the other one was, and that was when he was like a, you know, a uh, workout guy, personal trainer, and uh, Triple H <laughs> had like a load his pants or whatever his fucking gimmick. We leave it to you, the listener of the A Show, to go to at the A Show on CKCC on Twitter, and you can vote for who advances to the tournament of champions. It could be Andy with his first Nitro after the sale. 
It could be Decker with the Mexican Deathmatch, or it could be my title tournament. Next week here on the A-Show, Coach Sean Calvin joins us. Uh, mostly seen at Backbreakers Entertainment and the Sanctuary here in Northeast Pennsylvania. He has selected 2014 NXT. Oh, that's a, that's a good one. That's like, uh, I'm trying to think that's like, uh, peak Adrian Neville. Yeah, it's like Birth of the Network. Yeah. Oh my God. That's right. We mentioned briefly earlier Feet First Productions. Andy, tell us where people can find your probably at this point thousands of videos. <laughs> yeah, they are thousands of videos. Um so if you go on YouTube, <laughs> Google um feetfirst.tv, you could find all of our in lengthy catalog of videos. Um if you're not familiar, we cover like punk hardcore, uh emo rock, some rap, things like that. Um mostly in the northeast area, but as I mentioned earlier, uh we have traveled down to uh some places in the south. We've covered festivals in Georgia, Florida, um some things down in DC, Maryland, things like that. Um so yeah, check us out if you're into that kind of music. Um there'll probably be some bands that you've heard of and like and then some bands that you haven't heard of at all and might discover a new favorite. Um in addition to that I'll also plug uh Diamond City Sports. It is a non profit organization which Feet First Productions also is too, a five oh one C three. Um and what Diamond City Sports is, it's a recreational sporting league. Um, we have wiffle ball, flag football, dodgeball, kickball, things like that. We also offer youth uh, programs with youth flag football, and we're partnership. We we are partnered with NFL Flag for that, um, and we are also doing a student athlete scholarship this year, where we're giving a thousand dollars to one male and one female student athlete in the Wilkes-Barre area. So very excited about the things going on there. Um, you could find us on all of our social media as Diamond City Sports. You could check out our schedule of events coming up um, and different leagues and, uh, you know, charity events that we have. And the last thing I'll plug is my mozzarella uh, review page where I yeah. review <laughs> movies with Sheets Mozzarella Sticks. Uh, you can find that. It's called Mozza Ratings. So it's at Mozza Ratings, M-O-Z-Z-R-A-T-I-N-G-S on Instagram and Twitter. I think I plugged everything I'm involved in now. <laughs> busy guy, busy guy. I try. <laughs> uh, coming up for me, no wrestling really to speak of. March is a very busy month as the father of an Irish step dancer. Yes. So, um, if you feel so inclined, you can check out the Emerald Isle Step Dancers in the Pittston St. Patrick's Day Parade this coming Saturday. And then next Saturday, the 12th, as you're listening to this, the Scranton St. Patrick's Day Parade. Ashley and I will probably be on the float, and Avery will be dancing. That's awesome, so, dude. Yeah, it, really- it's pretty cool. Um, it will not be 90 degrees like when we had the parade in September, and it was St. September's Day, I called it. But yeah, April, I'll resume indie wrestling, probably at Excite Wrestling, I would think. Second weekend of April, more details if you check out Excite Wrestling on the interwebs and all their social media. I'll also be part of the High Tension Wrestling 
event at the Steamtown Mall that is coming up on May 14th. There's a fan festival during the afternoon and then a show at night. Uh, more details can be found online. I'll be returning to the Steamtown Mall the ref for the first time since I did at PPW a couple of years ago. Super cool. It's going to be a lot uh, of fun. I don't get to work a lot of shows really close to my house these days, so, so I'm looking forward to it. There is a Fed that runs out of Greensboro now, and I was like, ooh, I have a contact there. Should I? And then I'm like, man, <laughs> like, I don't get a lot of chances to uh, to enjoy weekends home. So, uh, <laughs> so right now I'm just uh, enjoying my time at home. <laughs> There is nothing wrong with that. Although, it will be 83 tomorrow, so I will enjoy that. Absolutely. It's going to be snowing here. So. Yeah. I was going to uh, say, we're getting somewhere between two to eight inches, so <laughs> enjoy we are, it. We, we are getting a heat wave. Um, although, it was it was 80 today, and man, there was a part of me that was like, oh, it's not too bad. You know what I mean? Because like, it's been like a steady kind of like I'm, I'm adjusting to this uh weather uh not too terribly i mean other than that there's cockroaches everywhere which sucks i think you'll be okay i think i'll be fine so i think we've hit everything um check out ckccradio.com to hear the full lineup of shows from our network there's also our friends at the soon to be named network at odds with wrestling just with joe sposto not with adam van since they, since Adam cut us from his plug list, I have cut Adam from our plug list. It's perfect. Also, also uh, we need wrestling, wings on wings, long box heroes, all that stuff. I don't know how frequently uh, Kev and Rick are doing hooligans and hops anymore. Well, you know, you know how it is when you're you're in a cycle here. Uh, sometimes it's hard to get back on the back on the grind, but uh, you know we're set up so that way. Uh, by the time June rolls around, we, we will have done the uh, the third season of uh, you know Tournament of Champions, and we'll we'll have ourselves a, a you'll have yourselves a nice little uh, vacation, and uh, that'll be fun. That's right. Um, also, IWTV.com, IndependentWrestling.tv. Actually, use that link instead. If you're a first time user, you can sign up using the code word Draft. It does not get you anything, but it does let Jerry know that you signed up because you were listening to the A Show. Yeah. Andy, maybe we'll see you in the Terminator Champions. I hope so. I hope Sting and Rock and uh, you know Ric Flair and Jamie Noble really brought it home for everybody. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. It was a blast having you. Yeah, this was a lot of fun, guys. Thanks for having me. Andy, thank you so much, man. Uh, we got a, we got a bunch of cool uh, bunch of cool guests lined up this year, this uh, season, so I can't wait. Yes, we do. So until next week when we have Coach Sean Calvin, my name is Matt. And I'm Chris. And we will see you.